watching on Facebook. <laughs> hey, what's up, dudes? Johnny Beard here. This is exclusively Van Halen, the Van Halen show on YouTube, on Facebook, on Twitch. Hey, if you like your Van Halen, smash or push that subscribe button. And hey, push that thumbs up button. It's very easy to do. And uh, let me just let some of our Facebook friends into the uh, into the thing here. Okay, here we go. All right, we're going to talk with Steve Rosen. We're going to talk about uh, Tone Chaser, the book, and its third printing. Incredible. So we're going to have a great time tonight. So, so hey, join us in the live chat. Oh, by the way, we've got a special giveaway for you guys tonight as well. So let's uh, let's do this. This is exclusively Van Halen for January 16, 2024. 8.09 p.m. Eastern, 5.09 Pacific. Here we go. Hey, this is Michael Anthony right here, and you are watching exclusively Van Halen on the Johnny Bean TV. Keep it there. Woo! See ya! What's up, dudes? Whoa, Steve Rosen. Johnny Bean. Hey, man. It's great I'm to ready. see you. I'm ready. Great <laughs> to see you, man. For a long time. Thank you, man. Thank you for signing this just now, man. To the <laughs> magic, the, for the magic of, of the internet. And and uh, and bootlegging Zorzes. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we got Neil Zlozauer's signature, Steve Steve Rosen's signature. You guys, you guys, it was, dude, can you believe it was a year ago? A year ago. You're right. Almost we to the day. This. January 9th. Was yeah. It little over, little over a year ago. We were, we were hanging out at Book Soup and you did some readings from your, your book, Tone Chaser. Remember that? I do, man. And isn't that amazing? The, it was the first edition just a year ago. Yeah, and now we're on the third, going into the third edition, and I also remember you driving like all over creation to get there on a on a the rainiest day that California's <laughs> ever seen, of course. And that, yeah, that was nice of you to do that, man. That meant a lot. So. Oh, we we had it. We had a great time. So it was fun. It was fun, man. So for tonight's giveaway, you guys, you 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 can win. This is a, a promo card from the Steve Rosen Book Soup tone chaser event and it's it's signed by steve with a very uh, exclusive signature you signed a few of these for me and i remember you signed each of them a little differently remember telling me that i do and i'll tell you my my approach to signature writing is that everyone should be unique everyone is a work of art and anybody who signs their signature the same way twice don't talk to me <laughs> oh so, yes so you're well, gonna see me you're gonna you're gonna, you're gonna make it there. The signature is all just slightly different, but yes, I work on yeah. my signature. You're going to make you go. the guys at Pawn Stars 
angry when they call an expert in to verify the signatures. Like, <laughs> well, it's not like this one. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. So, so you guys participate in the live chat tonight, and towards the end of the show, we do a special uh, giveaway where we where we do giveaways. So tonight, up for grabs is the Steve Rosen Book Soup uh, card with Steve Rosen unique signature and Niels Lozauer signature and bookmark. We'll give one of those oh, wow. away too. There you go. And those don't exist anywhere, man. You got the oh. last I have none. Oh my God. Yeah, so they are rare. Look at that. You got John five. John five. You got Paul Gilbert. Paul Gilbert. You got Satriani. Joe Satriani. Bumblefoot. Humblefoot. Damien Johnson. Damien Johnson. Oh. Damien was in, um, uh, he's actually now in uh, Skinner. Um, oh, cool. Yeah. Great guitar player. Yeah. Yeah. Right on. So, you guys, welcome. And again, if you like Van Halen, if, if this is your first time here, this is the Van Halen show here on Johnny Bean YouTube, Twitch, Facebook pages. And uh, that we, uh, before we start, let's say hello to the top tier of channel members here on Johnny Bean YouTube station. Channel membership, it's a great way to help support the channel and support these shows, because we do shows uh, almost every day. Actually, if you look at the schedule for this week, you'll see shows for like, I think the rest of the week going into next week. Top tier are the executive producers of channel membership, and they are currently Sherman Callahan, Michael B. Live, CC, Nova 9, Michael Smith, Music Therapy, Laz, R. Habs, Warlag, Patty Dill, Fairfield Guitar Co., Majestic PB&J Cat, Guitarman45, and Janice Lala. That's the top tier of channel members. If you'd like to become a channel member, click that join button below. If you'd like to help support in other ways, Super Chats is a way you can help support the channel and support these shows. And the cool thing about on this channel is they change the color of my lights. And if you're wondering what that means, this is called the Guitar More. These lights magically change with any Super Chats, any support for the channel for these shows. So we're live here on YouTube. We're looking to get to 12K YouTube subscribers. Thank you. We're also live on Facebook, Johnny Bean personal page, where we got Facebook stars you can help support with Facebook stars. We're also live in the exclusively Van Halen group at 62,000 members, EVH Gear Fans Live group, EVH Gear Fans Live page, Johnny Bean TV group. And this is also a podcast on iHeart, Spotify, Stitcher, Apple, wherever you get your podcasts, you can, you can listen to this show. And you can actually watch this show on Spotify. Steve, did you know Spotify has video now? I had no idea. It's wow. pretty cool. It's, it's, it, it's real good quality, too. Huh. It Very is. good quality. Yeah, real good quality. It's, 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 it's actually better than this. <laughs> <laughs> Believe it or not. Wow. So eventually, we're going we're gonna to be live on, on Spotify, I think. That's great. That's unbelievable. Yeah. So... Steve, man, I can't believe it's it's been uh, well. Technically, it's been less than a year since I saw you last, because the last Nam show wasn't quite a year ago. That's true. It was like April or April, I think so. Something like that, and yeah. and and we were, we were walking around. We your brother, uh, our, my friend Laz, was with us. That's right. Remember, we were like climbing stairs. 
we were we were we were just all over all the different tunnels of of nam it, it was quite an adventure and i'm looking forward to our adventures uh next week uh next week yeah Nam show is that next week or two it's coming weeks? up yeah 24th i'll be there the 24th that's right that's right next you're wednesday i think wednesday you're gonna be there for five days you glutton for punishment no, <laughs> it's be fun. You know, wednesday's the media day and um we should tell everybody that you've been invited uh, to participate this year as a contributor um your you know your profile has been on the rise man and, and the nam people recognize um you know what you give back to the community man and rightly so and uh, they've invited you to participate which is freaking excellent and you deserve it for sure the one time cheech isn't here they needed to oh. hear that <laughs> oh my god yeah we had a troll last week <laughs> do you have trolls <laughs> trolls <laughs> yeah all right <laughs> Yeah, he he needed to hear all that. Maybe he'll catch it on the replay. <laughs> yeah. Well, we just got a retweet from uh, ELVH5150 on, on X. So we're getting the word out there, Steve. That's amazing. Um, as, I've told every, as I've told you before a thousand times, everybody out here, I don't have a clue how StreamYard works. I don't know how <laughs> I'm looking at you. I don't know what Zoom is. I can barely use a freaking telephone makes me insane i'm, I'm going to go back to rotary dials um computers on my desk friend but thank goodness there are people like you who can maneuver me through this and when they when facebook wanted to say hey you can't do that or something and they locked me out i mean how many times did i come screaming johnny help me johnny help me and you hung in there and you helped me man and god yeah. it's, it's, so anybody who can navigate this stuff man and and you know, make use I, of it and, and use it as a tool. I mean, my hat's off, man. Because I, I don't. Thank you, man. I, I yeah. mean, I don't like to brag, Cheech, but I, I helped you with your Facebook page. You did your Tone Chaser Facebook page. We made and, and Tone Chaser stuff to it. Freaking, and... I had put, I had posted something, or they didn't like it, and you're locked out. You know, and then I tried to write them back, and I couldn't do it. And you figured out how we had to you know, crawl through the ivy and over the fences and do everything else. And yeah, it was to this day. I'd still, <laughs> I still wouldn't have a Facebook page. Probably still be trying to figure it out. You know, I'd be writing yeah. letters in pencil and mailing them, you know, so, <laughs> oh man. With a different signature each time. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> But uh, yeah, man, yeah. So Nam was the last time we uh, ran into each other, and um, we had to go uh, on a scavenger hunt looking for Chris Canella from uh, from uh, yeah. ESP. No, um, who's Dean? Dean. Dean. It was the Dean. And, uh, you know, it was the, it was the room up the stairs. The the exactly. You guys have no idea about this. But it was it was like it's something eventually it'll be in a book. I think, Steve, you'll write a book <laughs> about everything. And that will definitely be in the book. That was, that, was, that, was, that was literally I mean, that was Spinal Tap, right? It was let's go to this hub. No, it's not here. And we're looking at Siri or, you know, we're looking at the thing and they're saying 
It's yeah. right there in front of me, right? Yeah. Like alien. It's right in front of you, you idiot. <laughs> and we're walking. It's not there, you know. And I'm yeah. Tiny steps, man. In this little room locked away in the back. There's Chris and his, you know, tattoo buddies uh, talking guitars. Um, uh-huh. Yeah, it was, it was a, it was a meeting. And you know what was what was funny about that is like what I was just saying. Well, before we went on the air here, I was telling Ron, like when Ron first jumped in the call, I'm, I'm like, well, hey, if you read th- those guitar magazines in the 80s, you definitely read Steve Rosen's interviews, his articles. And like that escapade, that thing we had a week uh, last year at NAMM, that was right out of one of your one of your interviews. Yeah, it was I'm like I lived it. Because you would you would put in your book, you would put in your books, you know, oh, you know, you and Edward would go and you jump in the car, you drive here, drive there, you know, all this stuff. And it, it was very similar to us at NAM last year, going up the stairs, the fire escape, you know, exactly. finding, you know, the room or whatever. It's the same. I mean, it's it's just another day in the life of Steve Rosen. You know? Exactly, man. Exactly. And it was cool. On that, and on top of that, I, I have the worst directions of any person who's ever lived. So that doesn't help matters. You know? Yeah. But, um, and your so brother I, was with us? Your brother was with us? Yeah. Mick. Mick, who is, I've made famous by name checking him in the book. And um, yeah, Mick, Mick, who has an uncanny sense of uh, direction. Even he got uh, turned around looking for, uh, for the Dean room. But yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, that definitely would have been in a book somewhere. That would be uh, that would have been in the story. Looking for yeah. Dean and Cars. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that was crazy. So anyway, I'm looking forward to next week because we're definitely going to meet up. We're going to hang out, and who knows? We'll we'll make some new uh, new history, you know. And and like I said, you know, I'll be there. You know, Nam invited me. They actually invited me this year. I didn't have to sneak in. You know, the back door. <laughs> you know. Right so, back. so, so definitely looking forward to to uh, hooking up and and hanging out and you know just all the classic Nam stuff because I well I I know I I know a lot a lot of people that have gone for for years like and you're probably one of them like how many times have you been to a Nam show? You know. Um- if I ran into the other room, I could I could actually count the little passes I have, um, but I'm sure that I'm missing some. Um, so I started going back, you know, when when I was, uh, uh, you know, still writing for guitar player. So I think I've I've gone to Nam as far back probably as probably '74, '75. It's one of the first wow. years. So I I'd say I don't know, man, 20 times. Um, I, I've been a fair amount, um, you know, and and. You know, back in the day, we always say back in the day, but it was, it was, it was amazing, really amazing back in the day. You know, I mean, everybody was there, and and as many people as you know will show up uh, next week. I mean, I, I hope it approximates kind of you know what it was like back in the day. I mean, it was to the point where you couldn't walk two feet. You know, you'd have to you know walk around people, yeah. and every conceivable guitar maker and amp guy and drum manufacturer men were there and you know all the artists they were there man they they wanted to be there it was that was that was a, a good hustle for those guys you know hanging out at the fender booth and you know signing autographs and i mean there were some heavy heavy people there back in the day and i'm hoping you know a lot of people will show up um this year and i, and I think they will 
But uh, yeah, it's fun, man. It it is fun. I mean, it's it's just kind of heartening to see that in this world um, that we live in today, that there's still people, you know, who want to buy the guitar and learn the guitar. And there's guys who want to, you know, play drums. And there are guys in bands who are still touring. I'm not, I'm not talking about huge bands, but, you know, guys who are, you know, there to check out some new gear and, you know, for their next mm-hmm. tour, you know, their bus tour. I mean, I, I just, I think that's amazing, you know. I mean, you know, rock will never die, but it's, it's just so glad to see that it's still alive. Uh, you know, when you see at the NAMM show, you just see all those people out there, you know, um, you know, buying stuff and ordering stuff for their shops and, that retail is still a viable thing and that people still go into stores hopefully and, and shop. And so, yeah, man, it's cool. It's, it's, it's a positive thing. I mean, I love the energy of it too. So very yeah. cool. Yeah. And I, I think, it, I think it's going to, going to get back to how it was because the past couple of years, it's definitely been different. I mean, we've, yeah. we've had a lot of leg room, like it's yeah. nearly as crowded like it was, but I think, uh, coming back to January, you know, this year, I think it'll kind of get back to how it was, but still it's moving in, in newer directions, which I think some people don't understand, you know, with, with the internet, yeah. with, with, uh, just the whole way it is now. Cause I was just at a convention in Las Vegas a few months ago called TwitchCon, And it's all, that's all about, you know, technology and, and and you know all that stuff and i think the nam show is going to move you know more in, in that direction i i, I agree so. i agree and as much as i don't understand any of it i i totally get it <laughs> yeah man you know the internet and, and all that long distance you know recording and the technology and um yeah it's it is absolutely going there you know yeah yeah, yeah. um yeah, yeah. I, I mean, look, you know, for me, the computer, so I was really late to the game because I always thought, you know, if I ever stop using my electric typewriter, I'm never going to be able to write another article. <laughs> I believe that. I go, all the juju is in my typewriter, man. And my, my brother, who is working for a computer company at the time, he says, you're a, you're a moron if you don't get a computer. <laughs> I got one, and, you know, it took a little bit of getting used to, you know, but when I got my Word doc format, you know, and I do the same thing every time, yeah, it, it became an invaluable tool, you know, for writing stories for somebody like me. I can now go check on the spelling of somebody's names. Guys mentioned some person or a company that I'm not quite sure of, you know. Ultimately, mm-hmm. I can go Google it. I can find that out, you know. There's a thousand resources for you know finding out what i need to find out about jimmy page you know um so yeah i mean i i get the upsides of it um the downsides for me um is that it it it, um it allowed everybody to become a musician and that's a great thing but on the plus on the bad side it allowed everybody to become a musician i you know it just Back in the day when a, when a record came out, a, a band was on a label and, and you figured, well, they had to be pretty good. And not all of them, but I don't know, man. It gave everybody a license to, to, to be a musician. And I suppose in the end, that's a good thing. And who am I to be the arbiter of taste? But um, the same thing with writers. Now anybody mm-hmm. who's written three words has his own blog and, and, you know, can write online. And I suppose that's a good thing. Um, you know, maybe it's the snob in me or... 
the fact that your work is something so long and now all of a sudden everybody is a critic and you know oh that rose and i didn't like what he wrote you know so, but you, you know, get to you get to read stuff you normally yeah. wouldn't have read you know some <laughs> troll in their basement gets to say things about you and it's right there like you google your name and there it is so, right right exactly and and that's yeah. a big mistake never read your own press you know because yeah you know there might be 99 positive ones and one guy says in fact, I just read one. It was, oh, why is the book so fucking long? You could have cut it in half. And I was just like, oh, my gosh, should I cut the book in half, you know? <laughs> you know so. But, yeah. Uh -huh. yeah. Well, but, tell them yeah. to buy the book, and they can cut it in half. <laughs> and they can read one part now, one part later. Exactly. <laughs> I'll come out with the uh, you know, the good condensed version. I'll come out with the three hundred word version. Uh, you know, so you can read it in uh, ten minutes, right? Man, yeah. I, I I I was reading. I was I was reading. I mean, I, I'll admit, I can't read. I mean, that's one thing. But <laughs> but I have. I still have yet to read the entire thing all the way through. Wow. But I've, I've I've gone through, and I've seen some stuff in here that now I, I like I know as a Van Halen fan or you know nerd or whatever I am so th there, there's stuff in here that like wasn't published back in the day that I've learned since but seeing it in here now is pretty cool it's, it's like verifies some of the stuff right it's very interesting because yeah so you have to understand that yeah so when I'm writing about you know Edward you know ask him about the tapping thing Nobody had ever asked Edward about tapping thing. What's tapping? You know, and, and asking him about how he sets up his vibrato. Yeah, it, now there's like 8 million sources for that. Um, but yeah, back in the day, nobody knew. And um, yeah, you know, the guitars he was playing and, you know, sort of the internal politics that you really didn't know about back in the day. Now you kind of know what his relationships were, uh, you know, with, with uh, Dave and, and Michael. Um so, uh, yeah, it, it does become sort of a, it does become a touchstone in that way that, yeah, you know, I knew all this stuff back then, but I couldn't write it because she said, no, don't print that, you know, and I, mm -hmm. you know, never printed it. But, you know, not that I knew anything, not that I was any great mental giant, but, you know, I mean, I knew about that stuff, you know, sort of back in the day and, and you know, which is another yeah. reason, I mean, I really wanted to write the book. Um, I mean, I, I, I did want to share that stuff with with everybody, you know, and, and I thought that people would, yeah, be enlightened by it or understand Edward more, um, you know, by me writing that and and writing a book that was even more personal, you know, the, the Twilight tapes and, you know, diving into who he was as a human being, you know, and somebody described it as it, the book really humanizes Edward, which is what I really tried to do. So, um, mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. And and speaking of guitars, there's a photo that you posted today that I guess you said that Zeke Clark had sent to you. Zeke, yeah, Zeke sent me a few photos. I mean, look look at that. I was I was telling Steve how just amazing this photo is to to somebody you know some, some Van Halen dork like me to see something <laughs> like this because you I I can tell you for one thing there's there's one guitar in there you never saw before. Rarely. You can tell. Oh, totally. Yeah. Oh my God, you really that are, aren't you? That guitar in the very middle, 
If you look at the bottom, it's you see a one nine. You see the yeah. details on it. Yeah, oh, that, that actually said that actually says nineteen eighty six. Oh my god! Because I've seen that guitar before, but I've never seen this photo of it. So, so that's just that's another thing. Like like I was like I was saying. You know this stuff. We grew up, you know, on on whatever we could get your articles in the guitar magazines, you know, wh whatever. But now with the internet, anytime something like that pops up, literally, it's it's like that's incredible, <laughs> you know. That's cool, man. That's cool. <laughs> you know, because so when I'm doing these interviews and I'm hanging out with him back in the day. I mean, the last thing I ever think about is, oh, you know, I got to ask Ed about that guitar that's got the 1986 on it because, you know, 40 years from now, people are going, you just don't, you just don't think like that, right? Yeah. You know, and, and things yeah. that I thought were incidental, you know, people have picked out of the book. I just, I love that stuff. He'll make some little comment about, I don't know, man, a, a pedal or doing something. And, and to me, it was, it was something not even worth pursuing. It wasn't even worth asking a second question about. And, you know, you and, you know, all these other people out here in the, in the chat room, you know, for them, you know, it's like this, you know, hearing, you know, God on the mountaintop kind of thing, you know, you just, you just don't think about that, you know, and even, you know, later when I was, you know, doing the interviews, even for guitar world, you know, it was, you, you just have no sense of that, you know, um, uh, you know, I mean, had I known what was going to be important to everybody, yeah, I would have, I would have lingered on those subjects. But you know, who knew? Um, it's unbelievable. Uh, you know, that people just pick up on those little things. I mean, I just, I love that stuff. Or some little chapter that they'll, it, it just, it, it just talks to somebody, you know. And uh, for me, that's everything. That's just so great, you know. It feels amazing. Uh, yeah. Yeah. We have a recurring question here in the chat and people want to know if there's ever going to be any new Van Halen music release that Eddie had may have already recorded and got done. Do you think that's ever going to happen? You know, man, I, I wish I had a crystal ball for that. Um, <laughs> I suppose what I can't understand is that they could have brought in uh, they meaning the Van Halen estate, you know, whoever's overseeing the library, the orchestra. They could have brought in, I mean, engineers or heavy-duty people to kind of go through and just start, you know, pulling the cool stuff and maybe the stuff that would. You know, and, and I don't know if that's been done. You, you know, again, I, I'm not putting any words in anybody's mouth. Wolf has his own life. Um, you know, I don't know if Valerie would be involved in that at all. Um, if Al is involved in that, you know, Al's got his life. Um, you know, in answer to your question, Ron, I don't know. Um, I mean, um, I can tell you that I never I never saw the vault with the, with, with the you know, um, 24 inch tapes or whatever Ed was using at the time. Um, but I did see boxes and boxes of cassettes. I mean, thousands of cassettes, you know, boxes this high, you know, 
filled with with cassettes, his ideas, you know, and you can just imagine, my God, what was what's on them, yeah. uh, you know, and maybe I, you know, has all that stuff been dumped to, you know, um, multi tracks? I, I mean, maybe it, it would be an extraordinarily long process. It, it could be done, but I don't know, man. You know, Van Halen is one of the few bands at that level who don't have the definitive box set. And you explain to me why that is, right? Yeah. Kiss has a box set. I mean, you know, Aerosmith, Jeff Beck. I, I don't get it. I don't get it. You know, back in 85, when I was going to write Edward's authorized biography, and I asked him, and I write about this in the book, um, you know, Edward, listen, man, writers are going to be coming after you. They're going to want you want to write your life story. You know, I'd like to be the one to do that. You know, and he said, yes, you know, be you, you know, couldn't be anybody else. And that was, you know, that touched me. Like, I can't even tell you. So I start working on that book, you know, and I started interviewing a lot of people. I got, to, I got a lot of amazing interviews. A lot of those people have actually passed away since then. Some of them, I use some of those interviews, um, uh, in the back of, uh, the first edition, Van Halen's Voices, you know, Kim Fowley and these people who were, um, you know, really pretty deeply involved in, in the evolution of the band. Um, so I kept working on those interviews, getting them together. And I'd ask Ed, you know, fairly frequently, Ed, you know, listen, man, I, I need to sit down with you and do more interviews with you, you know, and, and not just the interviews that we've done for the guitar mags, Ed, but, you know, you know, more about you, you know, your, your personal life and, what was it like growing up in the Netherlands and how did you get along with your mom and dad? And were you a popular kid? And why did you start smoking when you were 13 years old? You know, and why did you start drinking so early? You know, I mean, just all that stuff that, that no one had ever asked him. Um, and he always said to me, well, now is not the right time. He said, you know, if I, if I, you know, if we do the book now, it's going to, people are going to think my career is over, you know, and he would say that to me and he was, deadly serious about it. You know, I go, Ed, that's not the case. And I go, you're the only one who would ever think that way. It's just part of your legacy. It's, it's who you are. My point being, I don't think Edward ever understood, or maybe he did, maybe it just didn't mean anything to him, his own legacy, his own legend, that a book, ah, a book, it, it's not important. It's not as important as putting out the next record. Mm -hmm. You know, and, and, you know, you can only push and pull so, so long and, you know, hound the guy to the point where, you know, he maybe he gets annoyed with it. Um, but I think somehow that is translated, man, all these years, somehow, I don't know if it was Warner's or management or somebody, because it wasn't specifically up to Edward. No, we, we don't have the time. We don't have the interest to put together a Van Halen box set. I don't get it. To me, it is, um, it's a black mark on their history. I, I, I think it's a, it's a shame. Um, my God, you can just imagine what's there in the vaults. There must be a ton of live video stuff, um, outtakes. Um, so yeah, Ron, and long answer to your short question. I don't know. I mean, it's been, so what is it? It's been over three years now since Ed, Ed, Edward passed. I don't know. 
and if they was to do a box set that can you imagine the 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 diehard fans then is it just going to be a box set with dave or is it going to be a box set with <laughs> or is it going to be a box set at 50 50 i mean i you could no matter what it's just going to branch off into yeah. this fight this fight this fight and this fight you bring up a good point man i would bet money that it would certainly include dave and sammy and i, I can't imagine that it wouldn't uh, touch on um Gary, but uh, good, excellent point. Yeah, can you imagine them coming out with a box set of just Dave? Oh my God, <laughs> <sighs> unbelievable, unbelievable. Yeah. But the, yeah, man, we'll see. I, I, I hope so. I hope it happens. I mean, I know everybody would love to hear it. It'd, it'd be amazing. So. Oh yeah, I mean, just anything, anything from yeah from any of those eras, anything yeah. unreleased. I mean, there there is a lot of stuff that's been released you know, via the internet or bootleg tapes, you know, yeah. demos, there, there's things here and there. Yeah. But, but like, I can't imagine, like, I'm sure you heard stuff back in the day. Like, I mean, we've heard the tapes where Edward would play you, you know, the songs, like, let's say the album that, that you're there to interview him, interview him for, you yeah. know, he would play you the stuff, but I'm sure he probably played you stuff, little ideas or yeah, even, just, even on the guitar. Yeah, pos positively. Yeah, I, I was so lucky to, to capture that on tape. Um, yeah, and what he brought me were unmixed. I'm pretty positive they were unmixed. So, I mean, there might be 10 different mixes of the second record, mm -hmm. you, you know, I mean, or, or, you know, different mixes of some of the songs, or yeah, an edit here and there, you know, that I know that all you Van Halen guys and everybody, would, you know, would love hearing. I mean, it's amazing to hear that stuff, you know. Um, how he would hear something and, and tweak something. And um, uh, yeah, I'm sure I heard some of that stuff that would ultimately end up in the vault. I, I honestly, I, I wish I could remember more of what I heard, but um, yeah. 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 Maybe someday. Yeah. Someday. Yeah. The one, the, the one thing though, that makes me think that they wouldn't release anything eventually is because Edward had always said, if something wasn't finished, he didn't want it out there. So I think even if there is stuff, if it wasn't finished, or if it's something where he wasn't happy about it, I can't see them putting it out eventually, but who knows? That could be so whenever it says finished, is he talking about a, a mixed track? Or is he talking about his idea? This is, you know, you know, the verse, you know, the pre chorus yeah. and the chorus, you know, and the instrumental section is done. You know, I, I think that's really more than what he meant. I don't think he's talking about, you know, finished engineer tracks. Um, but I mean, there may be even I mean, there might be a fair amount of that, you know, Ed, Ed, would, Ed would go in there and maybe he'd have, you know, Alex just tracking drums. Maybe they just do something live. And then Ed would go back and play bass. Uh, so, I mean, there's. I would imagine there's probably a fair amount of that stuff. And now it's just a, um, you know, it's kind of a, a personal call, you know, somebody hearing this stuff and go, well, that's, that's amazing. And that's, you know, so who's to say what's worth putting on what is it, you know, I mean, yeah. at that point it's, it's a judgment call, but yeah, yeah. I mean, you, know, you could be right. I mean, maybe I, they're. I think eventually it's up to the family, absolutely. you know, what they, what they put out. Because there was they, there was a lot of stuff released that was Edward just on guitar, even with drum machines. 
the wildlife soundtrack. Yeah. Or the, the seduc seduction of Gina yeah. soundtrack, yeah. you know, stuff like that, stuff that is yeah. out there that really only the diehard fans know about. Yeah. So that stuff will be new to somebody that doesn't know it. But that stuff does exist. But it didn't seem like Edward was even happy with that stuff. It's like he would do it and he would, uh, we're just doing it just to do it. It really wasn't a big deal. It wasn't really anything or, the, you know, or the wildlife, you know, soundtrack stuff that you probably heard like beforehand. I, I, I may have. And I know I asked him about that. And uh, he said, yeah, Cameron Crowe just came to him to do some stuff, you know, and he did. And uh, uh, I think it was I think it was a wildlife soundtrack. He mm -hmm. he actually didn't want or he didn't want anything on there or he did want. But anyway, there was some kind of a little kerfuffle somewhere. And I, I write about it. I'm sorry. I can't remember. Yeah. But he did talk about the seduction of Gina, you know, which is Valerie Bertinelli's film, if anybody doesn't know. He goes, yeah, yeah. Valerie, you know, Valerie wanted me to do something. So it was I mean, filmed up here. It was filmed that? in San Fran It was filmed in San Francisco. Oh, that's that right. That's right. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, it's kind of like, Hey, you don't say no to the wife, right? I, I, I think, you know, I, I think on any, you know, on any given day, he probably would have rather not have done that. But I remember he did a, he did one song and whoever, the director wanted him, wanted to put a vocal to it. And Ed said putting a vocal to this one track would, would have made it sound like something schmaltzy, you know, at that point he kind of, uh, he tried to, you know, pull away. I think Valerie wanted to do like, you know, the whole, the whole movie, you know, put bits and pieces. And I, I think Ed just ended up doing, you know, maybe one or two songs. I think. But that was he did the fun. intro and then he did a, a, a driving scene where she's racing home from Vegas over the Bay Bridge into the city. If anybody would know that, it would be me. <laughs> <laughs> I saw that movie all the time because they would play it out here all the time because it was it was filmed here. Oh, really? Is, is it, yeah. Was that the movie with um, MacGyver? What's his name? Uh, he she did a movie with MacGyver. No, um, I can't think of his name. Harry. Uh, he's Harry, got like three names. Harry, anyway, D Harry Dean Anderson. Something yeah. like that. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So it was another movie that she did with him, and um, this is kind of off the subject. We're talking about her movies um, and Edward, and um, Ed went on the set one day to hang out. Um, and, you know, this guy, this MacGyver, is, I mean, he's a really nice looking guy, you know, he's blind, you know, and he's a movie star, you know. He's and, MacGyver. And MacGyver. <laughs> and Ed, you can fix anything with nothing. Exactly. <laughs> and Ed, Edward was jealous. I, I, I just thought that was like, it, it's so great. I mean, not that he was jealous, because I believe he was genuine, but the fact that Edward Van Halen was jealous of his wife, Valerie Bertinelli being Edward, you know, and, and, I, and I say that, and, and I put that in the book just to show that, that he did have that side of him, you know? He got jealous and then he got, you know, sad sometimes. And um, I just thought it was amazing when he was telling me the story. I couldn't believe he was saying it. I thought he was just joking. You know, I mean, Valerie didn't do anything. She was just on the set with him. But he saw her, you know, like doing scenes together and he said that to me, I, you know. I just thought it was amazing. Yeah. You you said the, seeing the other side of Ed that that brings up one other question I'd have. Uh, did you see the the whole 
the deal with Jason Becker and auction Eddie giving him the guitar in in the video. Did you ever see that video? Um, I, I didn't see the video. I've seen pictures. Um, okay. uh, but, but I, I, I didn't have any knowledge that he had done that now. Um, but, but, but I, I know that he did do that. Yeah. And that was pretty extraordinary. In, in that video, you, you see, you don't see the, the rock star, you see the yeah. person. Yeah. And that was really, and I, I, I mean, the guitar sold for 130,000, which I thought is whoever bought it, got it for a steal. I thought it should have went for a lot more than that, but you're probably right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. No, he definitely, um, uh, the guy had a big heart, you know, he was, um, I mean, he really was an understanding guy. I mean, he truly was with me. He, he was always, you know, cause I mean, it, it would have just taken one little word from him, you know, I mean, you know, as crazy as it sounds, I played guitars with Ed a couple of times, you know, just jams, you know, and you know, on my best day, I'm a mediocre guitar player. So sitting there playing guitars with him, I, I mean, it was almost impossible to be honest with you. And, you know, if he, if he had just said, you know, oh man, you're, you're playing a little out of tune or, you know, you know, it, it would have, I, I would have frozen like a, like a snowman, you know, it would have just hurt <laughs> so fucking much, but he never, ever went that way. It was like always this more encouraging side, you know, if I did something, I remember I was trying to do one of his hammers, but the way he does it, you know, he'd say, well, it depends on where one is and it's a triplet. And, this, and I'm going, yeah. And so I'm sitting there, you know, and I, and I know it's wrong because I can feel it. Mine sounds more, it just doesn't sound like his, you know, and I'm doing it and I'm doing it and I get it right one time. He goes, yeah, yeah, that's it. That's good. And that was it. You know, that's what he was waiting to hear, you know, and that's what he, he, you, you know, talked about you know so that was amazing so he definitely had that side in him man um that really vulnerable fragile side um the supportive side um it was amazing i mean he, he really was it it was yeah. it was really interesting to see that video of him at, at jason's house uh like i said yeah, it, that, just, it, it, it just made a it it, it it other than people like you guys who actually got the medium it made made it seem you know he's not just this guy you saw on MTV or on stage, he really is this guy. Yeah. Yeah, and that that that's what that video did for me. So. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. You know, and you know, there were times when we talk about non-music stuff, and that's that typically happened in in what I've described as the Twilight tapes. And they're called mm -hmm. the Twilight Apes because Edward would call me at ungodly hours in the morning, you know, because he was <laughs> up. And that's, you know, uh, Edward, that was really his, uh, that was his trademark, man. You know, he, he, he worked at those unbelievable hours. Um, and so he'd call, you know, and, and he'd just want to talk about something. And, and um, sometimes it was about his family. And sometimes it was the relationships with, you know, the other guys in the band. Um, sometimes it was you know, working with producers. And in those moments, um, you know, you, you see this other side of, of Edward Van Halen. Um, you know, he's talking about his dad and, uh, you know, there's one tape and I remember this clearly. So when I started to write the book, you know, I'm pulling out all the 
cassettes and stuff, and I find this one binder and it's unlabeled, and I see all these tapes in there, and I, I honestly didn't know what they were. They were just like sort of off to them, like sitting on a, like on a separate shelf, and I open it up, and um, uh, it's like in one of those plastic binders, you know, and um, the spine of the binder is broken, you know, it's like, well, if I put tapes in here, they couldn't have been very valuable. I mean, this cassette binder is a piece of shit, you know. So I remember pulling one out, and it just said something like, uh, I think it said like R-E-L, which is like relationship. And there's some other cryptic message. Anyway, I put it on, and as soon as I put, where it was queued up, it comes on, and he's saying, um, um, my, my dad thinks I'm a genius, and I can hear him. He's literally starting to, to break up. I can steer, hear him starting to cry. And I remember that moment so clearly. And yeah, man, he would talk about his dad and his family and he would get emotional. I mean, he loved his dad and um, he talked about his dad passing away. And this is years before his dad passed away. And he goes, I, I don't know what I'm going to do. You know, I, I don't know what I'll do, you know. And I said, you you're a strong guy, man. You'll, you'll, you know, you'll be okay. Because now I, I really don't know. And when his dad did pass away, and I write about that, um, he was, he was broken. I mean, I, I've never seen him like that. I mean, it was sad. I say all of this by, by way of um, uh, explaining that that he really was a highly emotional guy, you know. And so for him to um, be that way around Jason, you know, and we know that he, you know, gave one of his guitars and put it in the you know, when, when Dime passed away, you know, um, but he definitely had that side of him, you know, um, and I think all of that comes out in his artistry and his writing, you know, and, and I know I'm kind of jumping around here, but these are things I was thinking about when I was writing the book. So, I mean, you think about that era when Edward, you know, was coming up and those other guitar players that were around him, you know, that Sunset Strip thing, there were some incredibly good guitar players. Right. Warren Dumartini, who is amazing, who kindly gave me a blur for the back of my book, um, you know, which I'm just blown away by. Um, uh, George Lynch, Terry Kilgore was an, was and still is an amazing guitar player. Rusty Anderson, um, uh, who went on to play with Paul McCartney. You can imagine how good a guitar player you had to be to play with Paul McCartney. Right. I mean, these guys were extraordinary guitar players. Um, each brought something unique um, to what they did. But there was something about Edward. And was it that he was a better guitar player? I don't know, man. Better is a difficult word to define. It was just something about that emotionalism, that thing we were just talking about, that heart, that passion, everything he played, you know, you, you felt in every note he played. Um, and I wrote about Edward, you know, when he played, it was everything sort of, below the music that you felt. It was just like this unseen, unfelt thing, but but was there, you know, very difficult to explain. Um, but, you know, I, I think it was really that that set him apart from these other amazing guitar players. Um, you know, the thing that made Edward a legend uh, beyond just being an amazing guitar player. Um, at least that's how I thought about it. You know, he just, every note that he played, you know, meant something to him. Um, and I think everybody who has heard his music, it, it has meant something to them as well. So, um, yeah, man, he was a he was a rare guy. I, I just have I have one more question, then I'll shut up because it's Johnny's show. Oh, so, <laughs> uh, make it what, short. 
what what do you think was was you on, around? <laughs> oh, well, first time caller, long time listener. Uh, uh, were you around, or what did you think of the? I don't know if it was an engineered rivalry between Eddie and Randy Rhodes. You know, man, that's an excellent question. That is one of my great regrets. Um, uh, I was talking earlier about how, you know, I would ask Ed a question, and in my head, it it, it didn't merit a follow up. And then guys, you know, <laughs> will would latch onto those things like, oh, I wish I talked about it more. Randy Rhodes is one of those subjects. I asked him one question about Randy. Um, uh, we were talking about something, and it wasn't a conversation specifically about specifically about guitar players. Um, but uh, I, I think I, I just asked him, kind of apropos of nothing, you know, what do you think of Randy Rhodes? Excuse me. And he says, "Yeah, Randy's a good guitar player." You know, um, um, you know. Excuse me. Randy is one of the few guys who admits that he, you know, was influenced by me. Um, but again, I wish I'd pursued that further. I later found out, yeah, there, there was this rivalry, which I could never, I could never understand why. I never met Randy. I did write a book about Randy Rhodes, uh, but I never met, uh, I never met him. Um, I put the book together with, uh, um, the framework of the book has sort of been written uh, by my good friend, Andrew Klein. And so I sort of fleshed it out with interviews I had done, you know, um, people he had played with, you know, but I, I, I never interviewed Randy. Um, I heard that he was just nothing but a very, very sweet, quiet guy. So I can't understand why Edward would have treated him that way. And there were some confrontations that people that I respect who were there and saw Ed, you know, being a little mean to Randy and, and disrespectful. And again, I'm, this is me hypothesizing that for Edward to have done that, it, there must have been just the teeniest, and I might get shot down for this, uh, bit of jealousy, you know, uh, or why else, or he just would have dismissed Randy, you know, uh, hand out of mouth, you know, say, yeah, you know, yeah, he's okay. You know, but for him to kind of, go that extra mile to kind of insult Randy. That that's my way of thinking. Um, was it engineered? Now I think it was, it was real. I don't know where it came from. Um, um, you know, it's funny um, in the back of the book, uh, there's a thing called Van Halen's voices. And some of those interviews were interviews I had done for the first edition. Um, and I had an interview that I'd done with uh, Ozzy. Um, uh, and this was before I started writing for the book. So it wasn't um, specifically for the book. Um, but um, uh, somehow I had, I don't know if I had asked him about Edward. I think I'd asked him about Edward Van Halen. And he goes, yeah, you know, Edward is a, is a, you know, a great guitar player, you know. And he made such an interesting comment. He said, well, you know, if Edward had been in my band and Randy had been in Van Halen, you know, are we be talking about Randy now? And I thought, you know, that's not a that's not a insane thing to say. I, I just thought it was a really interesting thing to say. But um, uh, yeah, there, there definitely was a rivalry there. Um, you know, unfortunately, you know, and again, I wish I'd talked to Edward more more about it. 
I just I always wondered, I, you know, I've always wondered because you hear people say that Dave and Edward would go watch Randy play. But then there's people say, including Randy's brother and sister said that Randy never went and watched Eddie play, but they played, uh, the, the week or two after Van Halen got signed, they played with the, what was that Johnny, that, uh, was a college event. Where, Pasadena uh, City College. Yeah, where, where they quite right ended yeah. up opening because yeah. Van Halen got signed a couple weeks prior to that. Yeah. That, um, as far as I know, that was the only time they were ever, you know, like on stage or shared the same stage at the same night. Uh, that, but, that's entirely know. possible. You know, I don't know if, and again, I, I really don't know if, if Randy never did go see Edward uh, play. I don't, I don't know. I mean, if somebody more knowledgeable says he didn't, um, I believe that. Um, but, uh, yeah, uh, just, uh, one of those weird things, you know, to the two, two great guitar players and, you well, know, I don't, I, I, mean, go ahead. I don't, I, I don't understand the comparison cause it's completely two different styles. Yeah. Completely so, different. Yeah. Completely uh, different. Randy was, you know, well, I, I mean, just, yeah, I, I mean, stylistically it was completely different, but, but he, Randy was a much more, um. I don't know the word stylized a much more, uh, you know, he was triple tracking his guitars. I mean, he was, you know, uh, he was certainly, you know, it was a little bit more of a, a schooled approach. Whereas I think with Edward as, as smart as he was, it, it was still a little bit more of an organic thing, you know? Um, but uh, yeah, entirely different. Uh, absolutely. But, uh, well, there you go, man. There's a mystery. We'll never, we'll never stop. <laughs> All right, Johnny, I'll, I'll zip up. So. <laughs> Ron is a huge randy rhodes fan so that's, that's that's his thing and we we talk about this all the time you know yeah about so, van halen i was just curious randy. ron if you have if you ever you know heard about the the randy rhodes book i did not that you no i, I didn't know i didn't know that i'm gonna look yeah, at what's was, the name of it randy rhodes okay all right so my friend andrew klein um was friends with randy took took lessons uh, adored, idolized Randy, um, and wanted to write a book about him. <clears throat> uh, approached the Rose family and got uh, the okays from everybody, you know, and went ahead and, as I mentioned, sort of put together the framework for the book. Um, and then he gave it to me and I finished it. And then all hell broke loose. They said, you don't have our okay. We're going to come after you. We're going to slap an injunction on you. Guitar World was going to serialize it. I mean, it was going to be, it was going to be out there. And, and notwithstanding the fact that I wrote it, it was a really good book. In as much as graphically, it was beautiful. It was a huge, oversized book. Um, uh, uh, Andrew had spared no expense gathering photos. The paper was beautiful. I mean, it was an amazing book. But after the Rhodes family sort of, uh, you know, took legal action. Basically, he had to warehouse basically all the copies. I don't know how many were actually sold. Uh, there was only 2,000 printed. Um, and at the end of the day, I mean, he was just stuck with all these uh, copies. They eventually did sell. And now if you go on, I think there's one on Amazon for like, or eBay for like, you know, $1,500 or something. Wow. But um, it was a really good book. Uh, it's a shame that it never saw the light of day because, I mean, Andrew poured you know blood sweat and tears into it 
um, ended up costing him a lot of money to defend himself from the Rose family. It's a shame, you know, um, the Rose family, they, they were invited to, to be involved, you know, I mean, it, it would have been, it would have been amazing, but you know, it's a um, shame, you know, and to this day, there's never been like the definitive book from the Rhodes family. Right. I no. mean, all the stuff they must be sitting on, you know, we're still waiting for that. Yeah. There's the cover. That's the book right there. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. They came out with the wine. The, yeah. yeah. The Randy Rhodes wine. It's got the, you know, the polka dot. The Well, I got one sitting right back there. Sandoval. <laughs> There's a question in the chat here. Why didn't Randy's family want it? <clears throat> Stephen Franklin. I can tell you what I really believe it is because the book itself was amazing. I mean, there was no trash in there, you know. It, it was just an amazing book, a, a beautiful graphics, beautiful photos. Um, I think it was because the book didn't originate with them. And it was more about control than anything else. Um, um, and they said, uh, oh, well, we're going to, we want to come out with our own book. Well, okay. We're still waiting for that one. Um, and I've seen that happen before. I actually ran into that. I wrote a book on Jeff Beck. It was actually the first biography to come out. It, it came out in Japanese. I was writing for a magazine <laughs> called Player. and They wanted to do a book on Jeff Beck. And I came out with this book. And to make a long story short, <clears throat> I wanted to get Ed, uh, Edward. I wanted to get Jeff's um, um, input. I wanted to be like a like a authorized book, you know. Um, mm -hmm. He never would would uh, um, agree to that, but I kind of still wanted his, you know. I wanted him to say, "Yeah, it's okay. Go ahead and do it." I, I wrote letters and I wrote letters and I tried to reach out to his management. They said, "Yeah, Jeff's kind of into it. You know, I'll talk to him about it." Um, um, and it just never happened. Months and months and months went by. And so I finally decided to go ahead and write the book. And sure enough, I hear from his official photographer. I run into him one day. Um, Jeff Beck fucking hates you. He fucking hates you for writing that book. I go, excuse me? He fucking hates you. I don't think Jeff ever saw the book. He certainly never read the book because it was in Japanese. But it was because <laughs> I went ahead and did it kind of without his sanction, you know, I didn't get his blessing because he wanted to write his own book, which he finally did. He came out with that, uh, a beautiful um, a book. I think it was about limited edition, I don't know, three or four years ago. But, you know, I would have been waiting, you know, 78, I would have been waiting 50 years for it. You know what I'm saying? But it, I, I think, uh, I think it's more about the control of it that they want, they want to say they did it rather than it coming from somewhere else. But uh, I think mm. you and Johnny ought to yeah. get together and write a book on what Eddie's impact onto the fans. There you go. There you go, Johnny. I was thinking we'd write a book about our adventures at Nam. Exactly. <laughs> because again, like I said, you know, a little while ago, reading. Well, I mean, you're you're the article you did for uh guitar world was it uh 85 where you went to nam with with edward yeah. where you went yeah. to the house you called yeah. and and the whole thing yeah you know steve ray vaughn's on the cover i think exactly right is that the one yeah 
It is uh, New Orleans. New Orleans. The New Orleans uh, Nam show, and so I grew up reading that, and and it, walking around the Nam show with you is exactly like that. It's <laughs> it's the same exact thing. So it's kind of like it's 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 a very very cool experience. That's so funny, man. That's that's so cool. <laughs> you know, when I wrote that story, so. Uh, uh, I told Guitar World, you know, that's when um, Ed kindly flew me out um, on his dime because uh, uh, at first he was going to take, um, I think it was going to take Don Landy, the engineer, and then Don couldn't go. And then he was going to take uh, Rudy Laren, uh, his tech. And Rudy was out with uh, Motley Crue at the time, I think. Or, so Rudy couldn't go. So Edward took me. And so I told Guitar World, and they said, well, definitely, you know, take notes, you know, we, we want to run a story. So I remember, you know, going around with Edward, you know, and, you know, hanging out with him and, you know, Nugent and Brian May, you know, and I mean, it's just, it was pretty amazing, you know, and walking on, you know, Bourbon Street with him and getting drunk. I mean, it was fun. It was a lot of fun. <laughs> so I got back and I thought, well, how can I write this, you know? And honestly, what struck me, who's one of my favorite writers and probably the funniest book ever written, is Hunter Thompson, Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas. You know, so Hunter has an assignment to go to Las Vegas to uh, cover the Mint 400, which is a motorcycle race. And the book eventually becomes Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas. And it's written in first person because it has to be written in first person. So I thought the only way I can write this book is first person. And the last thing you're supposed to do uh, when you're writing a magazine article is write it in first person because nobody really cares about your opinion, about my opinion. So it has to be written in a third opinion, you know, third, uh, 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 third person, uh, you know, so, um, so, you know, so the weekend started deceptively simple when uh, we went, you know what I mean? It can't be when I went it, but I thought, you know what, there's no way around this. So I wrote the whole thing and I thought, Oh my God, they're going to hate this. And they loved it. You know, and the response has been been pretty cool, too. Um, and, you know, man, I, I reflected back on that story. When I started writing the book, I, I, I really didn't know. I didn't know how to write it. I didn't know what kind of a book it was going to be. Was I just going to put in all my interviews, which I could have done, you know, and just the interviews, you know, it, it would have been a much simpler book to write. Yeah. You know, Um but I thought, well, but there's so much other stuff that's not in the interviews, you know. Um, and so actually my friend, Andrew Klein, uh, said, hey, man, you know, because I, I posed a problem to him. I go, man, I'm thinking about writing the book, but I just don't know what to do. And he goes, just write it in first person. And I go, oh, I can do that. I know who I am. You know? <laughs> I can be me as well as anybody else. And so that was really the key, you know, and I thought back to that story and I thought, yeah, people got off on that, you know, and. Uh, yeah, so I, I tried to become this, um, you know, a bouncing board, you know, somebody, you know, who is there, but but you're right there with me. You're right there on the couch, you know, yeah. and this is what I'm feeling, and, and I want you to feel that, you know. And that's when I went into those little sections that I call the notes section. So so here's this guy, Steve Rosen, he's writing this book in first person, and he's writing about, you know, Edward Van Halen coming over to his house and Edward playing his guitar and playing the riffs from the second Van Halen record. 
And how amazing is that? And that Steve Rosen, that guy in that room is writing about that. But maybe that's not enough information for you, the reader. So I go to my notes section and here's this omniscient guy. This guy knows everything. He knows more than Steve Rosen. He's smarter than this Rosen dude. He knows everything. So now he can comment on maybe some of that stuff that Rosen didn't see. And, you know, Edward smoking and choking on the cigarette smoke and how Edward was holding the guitar pick and how did he have his legs crossed? And, you know, did he eat potato chips that day? You know? So, um, <laughs> yeah, by writing in first person, I could, I was sort of the eyes and ears, you know, for everybody. And, um, you know, it was a tough job, you know, I, I, that's why I had to break things down into such minutia, you know, and watching him tune a guitar. That was, it was amazing. I mean, you know, I mean, it was like watching, Da Vinci dip his paintbrush, you know, I mean, it would have been extraordinary to see that Steinbeck typing on his typewriter, it would have been a ballet, right? It would have been amazing. And it was watching him do these things. So I had to explode everything out, uh, you know, and what, what, could, what could have been said in one paragraph, you know, it took me three pages. You know, those, those schematics, those diagrams you see where it'll explode everything out like a guitar, yeah. But every screw and every rivet and every, you know, and on yeah. the side will be like the legend of every piece and every, you know, that's how I saw the book. You know, every, every thought had to be exploded out, you know, into a, um, into something where people really felt, you know, like they were there. They could smell the cigarette smoke and, you know, they were getting drunk and high with us. And, you know, um, that was my, uh, that was really I thought my uh, um, my burden, you know, I thought I got to do this right, you know, or it's going to come out as a, it's just going to be ridiculous. You know, it's going to be a bunch of nonsense. But, you know, at the end, when I was done with it, I thought, I thought this is good. You know, I'd never read anything like that. And part of that scared me, but part of that <laughs> I really thought was great. It doesn't read like a biography. It's not really a memoir. You know, I did stuff you're not supposed to do. I jumped back and forth. In, the, in time, you know, you're not supposed to do that in biographies. And I, then I thought, you know, it's my book. Fuck it. I'm going to make it 580 pages. You know, if nobody ever reads it, at least I can say I did it. Of course, I wanted people to read it. But, you know, uh -huh. at that time, you got to follow your nose. And I did. And thank goodness it all worked out. Yeah. And you don't just want them to read it. You want them to leave Amazon reviews, too. I would love Amazon. <laughs> you know, it's funny, and I was talking to, to, to Johnny about this earlier. All you wonderful people out there, you'll send me these amazing letters, these long letters, emails, and tell me, you know, you dug the book and you love that chapter and, you know, so much was re revealed to you, and yet I can't get you people to go and post the same fucking thing on Amazon. What's wrong with you? No, I'm, I'm kidding. You know, um, <laughs> Amazon loves that stuff for some reason. You know, and if I get 8 million reviews, I get to climb up the ladder. And I don't know what it means, but all I know is it's good in the end. So if you haven't left a review, please go and leave one. And if you go to Amazon, you can just type in Tone Chaser and you'll find my page. If you didn't buy the book on Amazon, that's cool as well. And, um, yeah, please... Uh, Leave your comments. And if you're going to leave something nasty, don't. No, I'm kidding. 
know, leave it uh, down below in the comments on this video. That's the link. That's a that's a short link. That's a short link to your Amazon right there. So anybody that clicks on that link can go directly to your Amazon page and and drop a review for your book. Seriously? Yeah. It's the internet. You did that just now? I did that just yeah. now. Wow. <laughs> wow. Dude, I am not kidding. I cannot believe that. That's unbelievable. Thank you. Oh, dude, I didn't tell you. That's crazy. Oh, my God. Uh, the headache I have, oh, my. Yeah. Um, what I go through, you cannot even believe. The simplest things, the iPhone, I cannot even begin to tell you. Oh, my God. Oh, man. Yeah. So, you guys, That's click great. on that link. Click on that link right there. That'll take you directly to the Steve Rosen Tone Chaser Amazon page. And you can drop a review for the book. Yeah, and they can get the book from there. There's uh, uh, the, the book's see. not available because it's because I'm out of stock at the moment. Uh, I'm waiting for the third edition, but but the oh, link is right. still there, and it, it shows the uh, the cover for the second um, edition. But as soon as I get books, and I'm hoping uh, first first week of March, um, then then the Amazon um, page will be live again. And for for whoever is interested, if you're not an Amazon person, it will also be up on eBay, Reverb, uh, and Etsy. And actually, you can actually pre-order on Reverb. It's weird that Reverb allows pre-orders. Um, but I was going to tell anybody, listen, um, I made up a little, uh, in fact, give me one second here. Um, can you guys, can you see the... I made up, oh, um, yeah. you know, the uh, little Tone Chaser guitar yeah. piece. Guitar piece. Wow. Um, everybody who pre-orders, um, I will send a pic to you. And I'll tell you what, anybody uh, here watching tonight, if you go and put up a review and prove to me you put up a review, I'll uh, I'll send you guys a guitar pick if you, uh, if you give me a shout. Right on. We'll drop in the review. Say, hey, I saw you on Johnny Bean TV. And there any of those reviews that say Johnny Bean TV in them, there that's you how you know it's tonight. There you go. Yeah, they are cool picks. They cool picks. Uh, a, a company called Steve Clayton Picks. Oh uh, yeah. Me. Um, yeah, they do a lot of stuff. Um, they were amazing. Um, uh, they were incredible. They're very supportive, and I love them. So if you want any uh, uh, custom made picks, please go to Steve Clayton and tell them Steve Rosen sent you. You can yes, you can pre-order on Reverb or on my website tonechaserbook.com. Just answering one of the um, uh, chat uh, questions here. There you go. There's a link to the Amazon. Yeah, I, I, I have, I have the web. <laughs> I have the. Uh, I told you I need two more arms. Two more if arms. We, if, if, five if, more monitors. <laughs> I've got three <laughs> monitors in front of me here. Do you really? He's got an intern here in the chat room. My intern is in the chat right now. But she'll, she'll be right but back. She just, she, she just left. Yeah, she just left. She's not here anymore. <laughs> oh, just, just one more thing, Johnny. Um, people asking where on Reverb. Again, if you go to Reverb and just type in Tone Chaser, uh, you'll find it. 
Here, I'll do that right now. There it is. Tone chaser. Let me see. Is this you? Wait a minute. <laughs> it should, and it should have the, the cover of the. Uh, I think I put the the third edition cover up. Tone chaser music. Tone chaser. Oh, here it is. Is it there? I found it. There's a few different. There's different ones, but this is this is the one that they want right here. There we go. Okay, there there's the tone there's the the reverb mic. Right there. Oh, that's killer, man. So, yeah, there might be a I think there might be a company called Tone Chaser. I think it's two words, but I want everybody to know that when I came up, well, I didn't come up with it. When Edward told me that in 2003, these companies didn't exist. So, I was the first. <laughs> Yeah, there cool. you go. So these links will also be down below in, in the description of the of the video here on YouTube and and in the comments on Facebook. You know all, all that all that stuff. Excellent. So, and I just I, I wanted to say one thing here. Um, actually, no one's ever asked, but but I want to explain why. Um, the the price of the book on on my site is less than it is on Reverb and Amazon and Etsy. And that's because those guys take a lot out in fees. So that's that's the reason why. Um, so if you wanna just order them from my, uh, uh, my website, um, that's totally cool. A lot of people like Amazon, you know, there's a, uh, you know, they have a um, return thing, though if any of your books are ever damaged, even in the slightest, uh, I will happily uh, replace them. And in the many, 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 many books I've mailed out, I think only really about two or three have gotten damaged. And um, I understand somebody wants a pristine book. Um, I would want one if somebody sent me a book um, and I will happily uh, replace it. There so, uh, yeah, so we're looking yeah. at the, the cover of the uh, third edition um, that that banner there third edition will not be on the actual cover but um so uh, yeah so you're looking at another niels lozauer photo and i asked neil when that was taken and he doesn't know uh, there are probably some of you out there um and we talked about this earlier johnny so if you look closely it's a little difficult to see in this photo uh the cover of the book will be bigger of course um can you get um the guitar picks in there johnny raise it up raise it up right there oh no yeah there are those four and now can you raise it up a little more to get to the guitar picks on this guitar uh the other way johnny there you go perfect so you can see those four guitar picks upside down on his guitar uh, a lot of guitar players do that i think that's a piece of uh, velcro somehow and there might be a little piece of velcro on the back of the guitar pick as yeah. well it's, guys, it's, it's gaffer that. tape what's that it's gaffer tape could be gaffer tape, but I think gaffer, gaffer tape. tape might be a little too sticky. Um, so I was actually trying to figure out how that was done. Um, yeah, it could be gaffer tape. Yeah, Maybe he, he would he, he would tape. roll the tape. He would either use gaff, gaffer tape, electrical tape, or duct tape, oh. and he would he would roll the tape and then put it on the guitar or yeah. or you know on the amp up here. That's the same yeah. thing. That's the same thing up there. Yeah, you know, I think I actually think those are. We talked about this earlier. If you can read that, it says bass, 
strings bass hardware. I think those are Mike's kits. Yes, those are Michael's guitar picks. Yes, because yeah. Edward's guitar picks, a lot of times they were like these down here. These are the, the, the tortoise. Yeah. The tortoise ones. And then the Michael Anthony picks were always multicolored. Blue, exactly. orange, yeah, like all the different ones. Exactly. I think Ed had some white picks the 5150 pick he had um but uh yeah yeah typically they were always tortoise so um yeah so in other words in, 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 again talking about the year looking at that pick i don't have that knowledge but you know guys can go oh yeah and use that on the 85 tour or whatever so i can tell you when that was i should say you you probably know johnny <laughs> well let's ask the chat you probably even know the day that was taken and what tour it was well, I can tell you the tour in the chat, in the chat. What, what, what year was that photograph? And then any questions you guys have? Oh, here's, yeah, here's, I'm just looking at a couple here. Um, at Steve Rosen, could you throw us a promo code? What does that mean? A promo code for the book? A promo code? Like a uh, discount something they could type in at, at the checkout and get it at like a 5% or 10% discount, whatever. Um, when you, uh, if you get the book off the website, just tell me you watch the Johnny Bean show and you ask me about it and uh, I'll, I'll figure it out. I'll give you a free shipping yeah. or something. Yeah. The promo code's Johnny Bean. There you go. Exactly. And somebody else could ask, do I sell signed copies? I sell signed copies for $300 each. I'm kidding. I don't charge hundred dollars. Exactly. I don't charge for signatures. Just tell me you want one. Um, uh, well, you're not you Rob And I'll happily sign. You're not Robbie Krieger, huh? Robbie Krieger won't sign autographs anymore now unless he gets paid for it. I'll tell you, man, I'll go on one even worse. I just read where Jimmy Page um, uses a stamp. <laughs> that is low, man. I mean, come on. You can't take... Three. You mean in person? Yeah. Like you walk up to him and he's like, can I have an autograph? He'll take a stamp. Oh, oh, oh. If, you stamp. Walk up to him, if you walk up to him, he's on the street. I think he'd say, fuck off. But <laughs> no, I'm talking about book signings. For his book, he uses a stamp. I find wow. that... I, 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 you know, I, I find that... That gives me ideas. <laughs> Oh, man. I've got your autograph right here. And we're actually giving your autograph away in a little bit, too. We are. So, Johnny, yeah. uh, Steve Barton says that, says the photos from 1983. Is that correct? Who said that? Steve Barton? Steve Barton? Steve Martin? Steve Barton? <laughs> He's a wild Steve. and crazy guy. <laughs> Steve Barton? That photograph right there. Uh, and then somebody I, said, is that guy down? I'm sorry. It's Diver Down. I would say that photo is from 1982. That's what I would say. Hmm. 82. And what gives it away is, I mean, the, the overalls and the guitar. You didn't see that guitar that much. You only saw that guitar for a little while during 82. That's the only tour? Yeah. Yeah. So that's, that's a Kramer. That's a Kramer. That's a purple pacer. There's actually photos of him jamming with Alan Holsworth, and he's playing that guitar, but without all the tape on it, where it's just a purple guitar. 
And then he striped it up and played it uh, during the Diver Down Tour in 82. There was two legs. There was the 82 half and there was the 83 half, which was in South America. But you saw him playing a totally different guitar for for those shows. So, um, so, so but that, that guitar is painted. When you say taped up, you, or is that... No, that's just tape. That's not is paint. It really? Yeah. Yeah, that, that's... That's wait. What did I say? Paint? No, that's tape. Yeah, that's no, the no, tape. You said tape. You said taped no, up. That's taped yeah. up. So you can look. Oh. That's just tape. Wow. That's just tape rolled around it. It's a purple guitar originally, and then that's that's tape. That's you know orange, white. I, I've seen that purple guitar. I, I was at the uh, when he jammed with Holdsworth. I was out here, right at GIT. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's the same guitar, but it was just purple when you saw them. Wow, cool. Yeah, I just love that. I, I mean, I had seen that guitar before, but I, 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 I knew that it was, uh, you know, it, w- it was a guitar that you didn't see him playing that much, um, which is why, I, which is why I dug it, you know. Yeah, yeah. There's very, there's very few photos of him playing that guitar live during during that tour. Cool. So, because that's that's when kind of when he first started doing the Kramer thing. Playing, playing Kramers. Right, exactly. In fact, I think, wasn't it on that, uh, wasn't it with that purple guitar he put a piece of tape over uh, the Kramer name? Yeah, when you, when you saw him with <laughs> Alan Holsworth, there's yeah. the tape over the logo. Yeah. Yeah. So you're, you're, a, you're a nerd too, man. You know this stuff. <laughs> I know what I know, but what I don't know is vast. I mean, I should have known that was tape. I, I should have said, oh yeah, tape. Of course it's tape. Any moron knows that. You, you know, all, all, all those cassettes you have of his interviews, the people in the chat would would pay top dollar for you for to you to hear those. Well, I, I you know, I, I, I it took me a long time to share any of that stuff, not just Ed stuff. Um, there was a site, I think it was called. Actually, I think it was just called rock.com. And I'd met this guy and he had licensed some of my interviews. And I think I actually put up, and this is, this is, this goes back a few years. Um, I think I put up like 15 minutes of one of the interviews that I later put up on YouTube. And I can't remember. Do you know Johnny? Yes. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. You put up, um, well, I remember, you put up a, a 1979 interview with Edward. 79? Uh, 79. That's how I first found you just online. And I tried getting a hold of you then. That was like 10 years ago. I tried getting a hold of you then. Yeah. Because you're there's a photo of you holding a Kramer guitar jamming with Edward at 5150. Right. And I'm telling you, hey, my friend owns that guitar. Oh, that's right. The one that you're playing. Like, I've played that guitar. I've played it. Because Edward gave it away at the NAMM show in, in 85. And you were there. I think you were there as well. I was. So, Interesting. So, so I remember. I'm sorry, go ahead. Yeah, so you, you put out uh, uh, some 70, a 79 interview on YouTube. But then there was also part of an interview like on iTunes. Which might have been, been that one or maybe, maybe another one. Way back when, 10 years ago. Seriously, if it, if it was on... And it was well, rock. You know it was rock something. 
I did a series of interview tapes. Uh, what was it called? Um, yeah, right. It was it was rock something rock. Yeah. Not rock odds rock. You're right. I and and this guy that I was working with, I believe he put it on iTunes because I wouldn't have had a clue in hell how to put it up on iTunes. So I mm know -hmm. uh, you're right. Um, um, yeah, yeah. So so that was kind of the first time I ever put any of my stuff out there. Up until then, I, it was just uh, I don't know, man. It was just too personal. You know, it was my stuff. I, I didn't want to share, you know, I wanted, you know, I'm going to take my football and it's my football and I'm not going to let you play with it, you know. And then, you know, it was I, called I, rock. I, it was called rock talk. That's it. I have it. I have it. It's this. <laughs> you are unbelievable. I'm telling you, you my two need God. to get together and write a book about how Edward <laughs> oh, Van Halen changed my life. We're, <laughs> we're going to get coffee at the NAMM show next week. You there bet you we are. There you go. Um, Steve, tell him how Eddie Van Halen changed my life. You and Johnny right exactly. there. Right there. Um, Steve Rosen changed my life. Well, there you go. I also I also put up some other stuff. We did them like in, um, I think it was like a, a, you know, like a classic rock, you know, tape. And there was one of like metal guys, you know. Um, mm -hmm. I thought they were amazing. They got a little bit of a response. You know, there wasn't enough to kind of advertise it or anything. I don't think he did much you know, promotion, but uh, yeah, so that was the first time. And then at the point in time, I thought, you know, you know what, um, uh, you know, maybe other people would like to hear this stuff and maybe they'd get something from, you know, so I started the YouTube channel. I had a friend start the YouTube channel because again, I, I wouldn't have had a clue how to put that together and, um, yeah, put some stuff up and put like the complete version. I think of that 79 interview and put up, a, I think another one and, uh, you know, put up some stuff with Dave and Mike and, you know, put mm -hmm. up the stuff with Zeke. Now, there's an interview. I'm thinking, you know, I did that interview with Zeke. As I mentioned earlier, I was going to write the book about Edward back in 85. So I interviewed Zeke Clark, who's his guitar tech at the time. And um, or, or maybe it was 86 that I interviewed Zeke. Um, but um, uh, it, was 80, know, 80, remember, it was 86 when Sammy was with them. Exactly. That's where that's where this photo come, comes in. This is 86. Exactly. So, you know, and I kind of remember doing the interview and I'm thinking, well, God, all we did was talk about guitars and effects. And it's like, who's going to want to listen to that? You know, but then I had reached right out there. to Zeke. <laughs> right here. I would reached out to Zeke recently, you know, and that's the picture. And, you know, um, um, Zeke sent the picture with the book, uh, a picture of him uh, with the book. And um, mm -hmm. I thought, you know what, now's a good time for me to put that. So I put it out, you know, and yeah, you know, you guys love that stuff. I mean, you know, it's like it's another like layer of the onion peeled back because obviously Zeke had insights and knowledge about stuff that maybe nobody else knew. And uh, yeah, man, and I, I love hearing that, you know, hearing that, uh, you know, that interview becomes a little part of Van Halen lore. And yeah, we know about Van Halen because of that. Zeke Clark interview that Steve Rosen did. There you go. Mm -hmm. Yep, there he is. And, um, Zeke's got some amazing memorabilia, let me tell you. Um, <laughs> guitars that Edward gave him and laminates and passes and picks and jackets and everything. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, I was going to put that picture up, but I thought it had been seen kind of before. 
that photo was in the 5150 tour book. Oh, was it really? Mm hmm. So, so it's out there, but again, you have to be a mega dork like us to, yeah. to really to know that because you have you would have had to go to the show by the tour book or or whatever so it's not it's not a, a real uh widely known photo and like this one the one of him working on sammy's guitar like this one i'd never seen before that's cool right that's really cool all yeah, the amps back there and stuff i just love the marshals in the background there that's that's and what's that other one in there johnny it looks like it's that black guitar did i put that one up did i yeah the gibson yeah so the Gibson, do, do you know the story of that? I do not. Yeah, that that's that's a really interesting one. Is did it I, a great, did I put that picture up? Yeah, you put it up. And yeah. It, and you you don't know the story of it? Of this? No. Yeah. How's that possible? No. I don't know. <laughs> I showed the great JB. Well, you know. better do your this homework. Is my, this is my last <laughs> show right now. <laughs> Because I don't, I've never seen this guitar. I'm, I'm. You know, you know. I think it's, I think it's a guitar that Edward gave to Zeke, so nobody's seen it. That's what I think. I don't think it's one of his stage guitars. I could be entirely. No, wrong. no, it wasn't. It wasn't a stage guitar, but. But it's. I like the Bigsby tremolo on it. Yeah, exactly. Oh yeah. Imagine Ed using a Bigsby. Yeah. <laughs> No, Ed, 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 on those early guitars, you know, he was playing those, um, a three, three, five, but the three, three, five wasn't a Bigsby, was it? it was, wasn't it just a Gibson tremolo, but it was kind of a, it didn't really do anything, didn't do much, but I think, you know, his whole thing started there because the three, three, five was one of his early guitars. Um, mm -hmm. but, uh, yeah. Cause he, cause he took the pickup out of the three, three, five and that's what he exactly. put into the, yeah. the Frank, the Frankenstein. Right. And sky prop here. Uh, uh, accurately points out that you know he did have that SG, um, which had that uh, aimless kind of vibrato on it too. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, fun stuff. Yeah, yeah, man. His old SG, Johnny, you're losing your touch. A, a, a couple people hey, that, in that, here. The Go photo ahead. was just published today, so. <laughs> Steve, a couple people in here want to know what what your funniest story is about Edward. Oh man, it's in the book, Ron. Well, I'm asking from the chat. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> I mean, I if I tell one. what I think is one of the funniest stories, I mean. If you haven't read the book, this this chapter may be a little less touching to you, but it's still it's amazing. The, the guitar string story to me is hilarious beyond, oh my God. So I'm over at Ed's, I'm up in 5150, and you know, we're surrounded by guitars, you know, and the outboard stuff, and the, there's a drum set up, you know, and the microphones and the cables, you know, and he's got the board, I mean, you know, I mean, it's nicer than any studio you've ever been in. And he's stringing a guitar, you know, stringing his own guitar. So he's stringing it and he goes, oh, I, I don't have any strings. So he goes over, you know, one of his cabinets and he, he opens it. And I can see, you know, there's like, you know, 
there's everything they'd ever want if you're, you know, building guitars. There's necks and, you know, pickups and pliers and things. Looking, you know, he looks in another cabin and then he goes, I don't have any guitar strings. And I think to myself, he's joking. There's no way that Edward Van Halen has run out of guitar strings. You know? So I go, yeah, you don't have any guitar strings. He goes, no, man, I don't make guitar strings. That was hilarious in and of itself. So he says, yeah, so let's let's go and get some guitar strings. I go, oh, okay, sure. We'll go and buy some guitar strings because you don't have any. We jump in his Countach, which I'd never been in before. And anybody that's been in a Countach know that it's got it's called scissor doors that open up sideways. And it takes it takes a little bit of doing to maneuver yourself into them. So he jumps in like it's nothing, and I'm there, and I'm trying to get in, and I'm one foot is out, and I'm banging, my, and I can't get in. And he's starting the car, and I can't get in. I finally get in, close the doors. We go screaming down. Edward lived uh, on Coldwater Canyon. We go screaming down Coldwater to Ventura, which is like the big street, big artery there. And we make a left. And we go to the Guitar Center uh, in Studio City. And he goes screaming. There you like go. That? Something yep. like that. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. And so the two doors, instead of opening, you know. Go-wing go doors. Go-wing doors. Thank you, Ron. Um, <laughs> so we pull up the Guitar Center. And we get out of the car. And we walk in. And it's kind of empty. There's a few people. And we walk in instantly, man. The guy behind the counter looks over and he sees this guy walking in. And I tell you, I thought he was going to stroke out. He was going to fall on the floor. This guy looked over there and, and in the book I write, had the ghost of Jimi Hendrix, John Lennon, and Brian Jones walked in. He couldn't have been any more shocked, you know. So we walk over and he's, you know, he's trying to maintain and, I've been around people before. Look, man, I was always like that. You know, I, it really took a lot for me to hold back the nerd part of me, you know, but I'd seen that reaction in people before and justifiably, I, I get it. Edward Van Halen is in your guitar center. So Edward walks up, you know, and the guy says, yeah, can I help you? Can I help you? He goes, Edward says, yeah, I need a set of guitar strings. And I goes, yeah, yeah, you know, what kind? And Edward used fenders. Um, so the guy goes and, Gets a set of guitar strings and brings them back. And Edward reaches in his pocket and opens his wallet. He goes, oh, man, to me. He goes, man, I, I don't have any money. Can I borrow some money? I go, sure, Edward Ben Halen. I'll loan you money for a set of guitar strings. So I buy the guitar strings. And this guy is looking at him and he says, hey, man, would you sign? And I think Edward actually signed a set of guitar strings for the guy. You know? um, but Edward was cool, you know. I mean, he he was really cool with the guy. And Edward typically was when there were people around him like that. Um, except at NAMM shows, I, I've kind of seen him get a little bit burned by signing and people kind of crowding in on him. Anyway, mm -hmm. so um, it, it just, just, just that whole interaction. I go, how is it possible that he has run out of guitar strings? How, how does a studio manager allow him to run out of guitar strings? So he says, oh, let's stop at a liquor store. So we go in and he buys a six-pack. And I know he doesn't have any money. He says, hey, man, would you buy me some beer? I go, yeah, man, I'll buy you some beer. So I buy him beer. So uh, I, I don't know, man. 
maybe you had to be there. The, I, I just find it so amazing. So he jumped back into his $350,000 car, driving back to his $8 million house into his $5 million studio, and he didn't have $20 to buy beer and guitars. <laughs> there are 100 guitars around him. He could have played any other guitar, but no. He wanted to play that guitar, and it had to have new strings. I don't know, man. I, I just thought that was an hilarious story. And it just reveals so much about the guy. One, that he did run out of guitar strings. Two, that he did string his own guitars. Three, that he would go drive to Guitar Center to buy his own set of strings. And he didn't buy two sets or he didn't buy four sets because I would have, you know, I would have bought him a hundred sets. I don't care, you know, at that point. But the fact that he would buy one set of guitar strings, yeah, it was just amazing to me. You know, um, <laughs> I don't know. I, I just thought that was pretty amazing. Did, Alex Skolnick, did, <laughs> we all know the great Alex Skolnick, and Johnny, you I know, know him very well. I know Alex. Yeah. Um, uh, uh, has been reading the book and has been digging the book, and that's one of his favorite stories. You know, so uh, I thought I would share that one. But there are a lot of moments, man. He really had a dry sense of humor, and he'd say things not consciously trying to be funny, uh, but just just in what he said. You know, and, and the way he said it, um, I mean, I thought the guy was hilarious. Uh, Steve Barton enjoyed my story. Thank you, buddy. Steve Barton. <laughs> hey, thank you, man. Steve, I'll be buying you guitar strings next week. <laughs> there you go. Wait, he just bought his fact, own, apparently. <laughs> in fact, just a real quick story. Uh, Gary thank Holt, you, Steve Barton. Gary Holt has been another big supporter of the book, um, and he kindly wrote a blurb for the back cover, which is just amazing. Um, he's playing at a uh, at this uh, sort of NAM related jam uh, on Thursday. It's called Metal Allegiance at the House yeah. of Blues up in Anaheim. And um, uh, he read that story, and I think he did the story. And in one of his emails, because I've never met him, I've interviewed him, but but uh, as a phone on a phone, but never met him. He goes, yeah, man, you know, you you come to the gig, you know, and I'll I'll give you some of those guitar strings that Edward still owes you, you know. So I think that that uh, <laughs> that story touched him, you know. But, um, yeah, it was just it's so amazing, you know, that he didn't have strings and he didn't have 10 bucks for guitar string for the set, you know. Do you I remember what year it. that was? Because I can guess. I can just kind of guess. But Well, 5150 was built. Mm -hmm. So it has to be after 84, right? I'm guessing, I want to say 85 or 86. What yeah. do you think? I, I, I would think 85, 86. You know, what, and there what might... do you think of the chat? Well, when were those cars made? Exactly. Really? Exactly. <laughs> yes, my brother knows. Um, but the thing is, they, you know, if they had been made, you know, yeah, in 84, we'd be okay. I have a feeling they were made. I think they're probably Well, uh, Lamborghini Countach have been around for a while. My neighbor down the street has a black one and a yellow one. So I mean, he'd had them since late seventies. Yeah. So yeah, but somebody it, might be Edward well, sold them. Yeah. Oh, okay. I, I I think. Well, I know he sold the Mira. Um, I I don't know if he sold the Countach, but somebody looking because I'm sure there are pictures of Ed, Ed's uh, Countach. Uh, I can't believe there's somebody who couldn't tell you what year it is. Um, but uh, yeah, that might be a way to figure it out for sure. But I'm pretty positive it was '85 or '86 because I think that's. In the chronology of the book, that's where I kind of inserted that chapter, you know. Um, it, it was one of those things, you know, there is no interview 
that was going on, you know, you know what I mean? So it's me kind of remembering that moment about going, you know, to a guitar center. I mean, I could have made it 88, you know, I, I tried to be as accurate as possible, but uh, pretty positive it was 85 or 86. Um, yeah yeah that that's that's what it seems like it would have been to me now somebody in the chat's is gonna mean? ask gonna ask if he ever paid you back <laughs> <laughs> he did not <laughs> never paid me back whoa is, is this it is this a photo i just found i just found this on on the internet is that the car uh pull back a little That's him. Yeah. I, I don't know. That's him at 5150 because you can see the Indian statue outside. Yeah, I didn't remember the car being. God, I I thought it was white. Honestly, man, I, I, I cannot remember. Um, uh, Deputy Van Halen says it's 85. Ryan Hall asked if I do anything more with Adam Roach. You know Adam, don't you, Johnny? Yeah. He's great. He's my Australian guy. Adam sells books for me in Australia to save those mm-hmm. people that postage from here to Australia, which is a, a ton of money. And uh, um, we will be trying to get some more videos up there for sure. Ryan, thanks, man. Testa Rosa. Those are cool cars. Wow. There you go. There's another they want to know what kind of beer he bought. Maybe it was black. What's that? They want to know what kind of beer he bought. He only bought one kind of beer. Schlitz malt liquor, tall, tall boys. Oh, there's a funny story. Just real quickly. Um, I don't think, I, I and, and I write about this. I don't think Edward ever read anything I wrote. Uh <laughs> He certainly never read anything I wrote about anybody else. And I don't think he read anything I ever wrote about him. You know, I did all those guitar world stories. I don't think he ever read. And, and I was, you know, I'd go, Ed, yeah. You know, he, he'd come over to the pad and it'd be like the new issue with him on the cover. I'd go, yeah, that's a, you know, latest interview with you. And he'd go, yeah. And, and not that he was, you know, he wasn't trying to be mean or anything. He just, it, it just didn't, it just didn't interest him, you, you know. So, okay, fair enough. So, the, um, and I write about this, the, uh, uh, sorry guys, the New Orleans story. Um, yes. Uh, <clears throat> the, in the first couple of paragraphs, um, I go over there and um, it's really early in the morning because we had to take the flight, uh, you know, uh, to New Orleans. And um, Ed's drinking a can of beer and it's slid some malt liquor. So I, I wrote that story <clears throat> and Ed was over at the house and I had the hard copy typewriter, the copy of the story on, on my little desk. And he picks it up and goes, what's this? I go, oh, that's the you know, story I wrote from when we were in New Orleans, you know, and hanging out and stuff, you know. And, you know, I'm always saying to myself, well, he never reads anything. And then he's there reading the story and I'm thinking, oh, what if I went too far? Remember, this is the first person story and I'm saying we're drinking and, you know, you know, he's going to read something and go, go crazy, yeah. you know? And he said, oh, he's, he, he puts it down and he goes, 
silver. And I go, excuse me? He goes, it's silver. He goes, the Schlitz malt liquor can is gold and silver. You put, uh, I'm sorry, uh, is it, blue and silver. You put gold and blue. <laughs> That's what he picks up on. The fact that I got the color of this fucking Schlitz can wrong. Oh, man. Yeah, blue and silver and blue and gold. Sorry, guys. I, I fucked that up. But yeah. That's what he read. That, that, that's what was important to him. Wow. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just the kind of guy he was, you know. I think his head was too filled with music and coming up with the next riff. I don't know. Um, I, I never thought Ed was a big reader. That's just my opinion. I mean, I don't know. Uh, he may have been reading all the time, although I can't imagine when he had time, uh, you know. Um, um, and for that matter, you know, we want to think about him listening to music all the time. I don't think he did that either. I think he did that way back in the day, right? They're a cover band, and they, you know, they had their set. They have like two hundred songs from everybody, mm-hmm. from you know, all the all the people we know, Sabbath and Purple and uh, ZZ Top, Cream, you know. But they were doing James Brown songs. Spirit, um, uh, Stray Dog, uh, um, you know, some some pretty obscure stuff. But I don't think he really ever listened to music much after that. Um, I mean, another funny story, and then I'll leave you. I won't cover any more stories. I'll leave it for the book. So he was over at the house, and I had a big record collection. You know, man, I had like 8,000 records. I had a huge collection. It was an amazing collection. And one time we go back into the bedroom where they, where I had them, you know, all stacked on these little homemade shelves, you know, with wood and the bricks, you know, threatening to fall over at any moment, you know, and I had one stack right at the foot of my bed. Hell, those things could have fallen over and killed me, you know, but it would have been a good way to do it. Go, right. Music journalists <laughs> killed by falling records. I mean, that's a nice the irony of that. <laughs> right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so I'm pulling out records that I think he's going to dig, you know? So I'm pulling out like, you know, Larry Carlton, Carlton. I think, my God, he would love Larry Carlton's playing, you know? It's not what he does, but he would, he would recognize the artistry of it, you know? Mm-hmm. And super tramp records. Cause I knew he was a big um, prog guy, um, you know, and more obscure prog stuff, English stuff, gong and soft machine, you know, um, you know, I, I knew that, you know, he was a big Clapton guy. So I was trying to pull out, you know, maybe more blues players I thought he might dig, you know. Um, you know, Rory Gallagher. They probably knew Rory Gallagher. Um, you know, Mick Taylor stuff and Mike Bloomfield, you know, stuff like that. Steely Dan records, you know. And it was a pretty big stack. It was probably like 50 or 75 records, you know. And he takes them home, you know. And, um, you know, I'm kind of waiting for him to get back to me. A week goes by saying, hey, yeah, man, I listened to that record. And that was cool, you know. And two weeks go by and three weeks go by. And I realize he's never going to listen to any of them. And no, he never gave me my records back and he still owes me my records. So he owes me my <laughs> records and my money. So, man, he was a funny guy. You know, um, funny guy. <laughs> wow. Yeah, because speaking about... Uh, music that he would listen to i mean that's the stuff like guys like us growing up anytime he would mention something in an interview say with you like hey i, I bought uh 
What what was the album he always talked about? In the in 1980, he bought it, Brand X. Brand I bought X. a cassette by a band called Brand X. So all of us as kids, we're looking this up, fight, you know, looking for this, and we listen to it, and we're like, this doesn't sound like Van Halen, <laughs> you know? Exactly, Alan Alan Holdsworth, you know, what he saw in Alan that he loved, um, you know, um, you, you know, and UK. You know, Alan was in UK, um, you know, and then famously Edward is going to produce Alan's record. Um, yeah. And Alan got a little anxious. Edward was still on the road and he went ahead and did it with Ted, Te Ted Templeman, which was a monstrous mistake. Ted is a very capable producer, but no one could have produced that record better than Edward. Who knew Alan holds her better than Edward Van Halen? I mean, come on. It would have been an amazing record. It would have been a lot more... I hate to use the word rock. It would have been a lot more accessible to people. Um, maybe Edward, know. maybe Edward would have played on it, and it that is. that definitely would have pushed it. Definitely. Yeah, yeah, Alan just should have waited, man. Sad, sad, but uh, yeah, Brand X, right? UK. Um, mm -hmm. It's funny, you know. On the other side of that. I mean, Edward knew I was a music journalist. He knew I wrote for music magazines. I, I don't know how much that meant to him. I mean, honestly, I think I could have been a, I could have worked in a bank and no offense to people who works, work in banks, but I think, uh, I don't think we got along because I was a music journalist. I think we got along in, in huge part because I did have a pretty good understanding about music and guitar players and, you know, and that thing. So had I been a bank teller and I still had that knowledge about music, you know, I don't know. I think it might've been the same thing, but on the other side of that, <clears throat> excuse me. Um, and my point was, uh, oh yeah. I'm not quite sure <laughs> what he thought I did or didn't know as a music journalist. Cause sometimes he, and he was never, he never meant to be insulting, but he'd say to me, yeah, man, we do this song called, um, Mr. Skin by a band called Spirit. Well, Spirit was one of my favorite bands. And maybe he thought Spirit was so obscure that I'd never heard of him. But for him to say Mr. Skin by Spirit, just assuming that I didn't know who Spirit was, mm -hmm. <laughs> I, mean, I wasn't insulted. But it was, it, it was just funny, you know. Or he'd say, have you ever heard of a band called Stray Dog, you know. And I knew Stray Dog really well, you know, Snuffy Walden. You know, in fact, Snuffy kindly gave me a picture. He took a picture of the book, you know. I love Stray Dog, you know. But, you know, he'd make comments like that. So I think he thought, I don't really know anything, you know. But, but then it was weird. He was over at the house, and we were talking about Lukather. And he said, oh, give me Lukather's number. We had never really talked about Toto or, or the fact that I knew Luke pretty well. So I didn't know anything, and yet he just assumed that I had Steve Lukather's phone number. As if a music journalist had all the phone numbers for all the guitar players everywhere. And it's just weird how he how he looked at what I did or didn't do or knew or didn't know. I don't, I don't know, man. Funny. <laughs> Funny guy. But, yeah, uh, yeah so uh, I think we kind of covered it there. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, you, I mean, you can't really you can't really assume anything. I mean, and with anything. Yeah, no. So 
first first impressions are, are very important. Yeah. Yeah. You know. Here they are. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, dude. Well, hey, that's just amazing. And we're going to do a giveaway. We're going to give away one of your here. Let's nice. do this. You guys might remember January 9th, 2023, right? Yeah. I, I live streamed your entire event, if you remember. That's right. So you guys can watch that. I'll have a link. Uh, there'll be a card right up here on playback and down in the description and comments on, on uh, Facebook posts. I'll put a, a link to this, this event right here. But you guys can win. This is a Steve Rosen unique autograph and Niels Lozauer autograph. That was a nice autograph I was rocking back then, too, guys. Look that at that. Nice now I can't even remember how to do it. <laughs> Limited edition. I won't I won't do Neil's voice, so we're good. <laughs> Very limited edition. You've got the only one in existence. And I want to tell everybody, yeah, that I love that man. And that's a that was uh, the bottom one is a is a Christmas card you sent me. Um Oh, wow. Yeah, that was nice. And see how he signs it, Edward? So yeah. there's more uh there's more evidence of, of how he'd like to be called Edward. But um Book soup because of that book signing and you're stringing it, you know, Johnny, getting the word out there. Um, I have now placed, I think, 10 orders with book soup. And, and for a while there, when they, when they were first um, um, uh, selling the book, I was like number two on their uh, nonfiction list. Mm -hmm. I think I was only behind... Um, uh, Michelle Obama, she, you know, she beat me by a couple books, but, you know, but uh, yeah, was, that's pretty amazing. They've been incredibly supportive. So amazing. go check out Book Soup if you're ever in West Hollywood. Amazing, amazing independent bookstore. Incredible, incredible place. Even in the rain, the place is, yeah. the place is amazing. Yeah. Because it was raining like you guys wouldn't believe. Unbelievable. It, it was Unbelievable. Insane. Oh, yeah. Yeah, this 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 was that night. A couple of photos here. This was this was that night. Steve Rosen right there. Yeah, that's great. Oh, I should have taken that poster. <laughs> I have it if you want it. No, just kidding. I'm, <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> I should have taken it. <laughs> See, there's proof that we've met. There nice. And we'll, we'll be hanging out at the NAM show coming up. At the NAM show, drinking coffee and uh, making history. Sneaking around, you know. Definitely. It'll, it'll be incredible. So let's, 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 do, uh, let's do a giveaway. I'm going to give both these away. You guys know how this works. You got you to gotta type a number in the chat, okay? What do you think, Ron? Zero, between zero and what? 200 200 yeah okay i know that sounds crazy but i think uh i think we can do it okay in the chat and again this only works on youtube so come on over to youtube type a number in the chat now between zero and 200 and you will get both these somebody won already are you kidding <laughs> Seriously? oh my god yep 
Look at this. Somebody guessed it? Brian. Brian won. That was quick. <laughs> the number was 63. That's what it was. Brian, you won. Oh, my gosh. Well. <laughs> Is this well, red? Is it six? <laughs> well, I guess it didn't matter what we what what we picked from, but <laughs> <laughs> that was the fastest giveaway ever. Yeah, <laughs> Brian, you're the winner. Text me, text me, man, and four one five nine five two six two or three two six three. Steve Rosen autograph bookmark there we go and don't worry you guys i'll uh i'll be following steve around the damn show and i'll get him to sign a bunch of stuff and i'll, I'll yeah, be giving we'll sign, his, a bunch of stuff i'll be giving that away <laughs> cool dude well hey i and i think we sold a book while we were live tonight i think mpn oh, our friend mpn said he bought a book from your site a lot of people said they ordered some they did. Oh, okay. Good. Right on. Thank you so much, guys. <clears throat> You'll dig the new book. There's some cool photos uh, in there that weren't in the second edition. I tried to track down some other uh, uh, obscure, obscure photos. There's some great stuff in there. Nice. <clears throat> and Deputy Van Halen bought one. Thank you so much, dude. Mark right in on. North Carolina bought one. Holly Lewis. Famous Holly Lewis. Right on, you guys. Yeah, let us know in the chat. Let us know. Drop a comment below on playback. Okay, what'd you guys think of tonight? Uh, Steve, thank you so much, man. Yes, nice meeting you, Steve. Thank you. As always, I will see you next week. Yeah, we'll man. Hang out. It was great. I'll buy you, I'll buy you coffee. And we'll go live. We'll, we'll do a live from, from the NAM show. Don't hang up just yet. Get, get some tea and crumpets. We'll get tea and crumpets. Thank you so much to our channel members. Thank you for your continued support for this channel and these shows. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you so much, you guys. And then uh, coming up Monday, special show Monday. Monday, Monday, Monday. Francis Valentina will be here. Drummer for David Lee Roth. 8 p.m. Eastern. So tune in. Cool. Special show Monday. Very cool. All right. All right, you guys. Here, I'll, I'll play a couple of uh, outro videos and then, uh, and then we'll say goodbye off the air. Thank you guys for watching. Right? Is that? Yeah, that's it. <laughs> All right. Buy a book. Buy a Leave book. a review on Amazon. Yeah, drop a review on Amazon. Links will be down below to that stuff. All right, all right. Don't hang up, Steve. All right, goodbye, everybody. You guys, Steve Rosen, what do we have here? We got 78 people watching. Seriously? Yeah. Nice. Where are you, people? You should have been here. <laughs> I can't do this by myself. <laughs> Right on. Can I get a, uh, this is Steve Rosen, you're watching Johnny Bean TV. Hey everybody, this is Steve Rosen, you're watching Johnny Bean TV. Hey! Yeah. Thank you, man.
I filmed the entire thing. You do, right? Yeah. Hey guys, Nam 2023 taking off. Give Johnny Bean, watch Johnny Bean TV, the best freaking show on the on the net, man. I love Whoa. this guy. Thank you so much, dude. You bet. Thank you. Steve, thank you so much, man.